Hello, and welcome to the Sussex County Teacher Edition of the Shift for Wellness podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Caputo, and this space has been created just for you as it promotes living with ease while facing challenges and tragedies with courage and resilience. Stress and anxiety levels in students have become a major issue in the classroom, and that's why I'm super excited you tuned in because this series is all about what teachers in the county of Sussex in the state of New Jersey are doing in the name of social and emotional learning. One of the things I've come to know about facing challenges and tragedies is that our kiddos are suffering greatly from them, and year after year, I witness these levels increasing. Students trust themselves less, they lack resiliency, as well as the ability to cope with minor disruptions. As the Sussex County Teacher of the Year for the 2019-2020 school year, it's become my mission to seek out those teachers in the county who are also implementing best practices of social and emotional learning, in particular, the practices of yoga and mindfulness in the classroom. These teachers are making tremendous shifts in the learning process for kids. And with the help of our Executive County Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Rosalie Lamont, and all the chief administrators in the county, I've been able to make some connections, hear some stories, and learn about the healthy goodness that's happening in our classrooms to help our kids of all ages, K through 12, build strong social and emotional character, which creates a solid foundation to confront the personal and academic challenges they're facing. Today I'm speaking with Barbara McIntyre, school psychologist at the Lafayette Township School in Lafayette, New Jersey. Welcome, Barbara. Thank you. Hi. Hi. I want to thank you for taking the time to speak with us today and for sharing your work with our listeners. So could you please tell us a little bit about who you are and your role as the school psychologist and how that plays a part in social and emotional learning? Sure. Um, Well, I've been a school psychologist at Lafayette School for about 21 years, um, and I had gotten there just out of uh, graduate school, and I've been there ever since. Um, I've I've been working um, with students individually and in group settings, working on social development, um, social skills, that sort of thing. So naturally... um, Starting this program with the yoga and mindfulness is just kind of a natural evolution. Um, I Generally, I feel that it's really important for educators to focus on the whole child, not just, you know, the academic piece, because children today are dealing with so many emotions. Um, they're anxious, they're frustrated, um, especially today um, in this situation that we're in, it's even more important to really zero in on uh, looking at the whole child and their emotions and how that impacts on their daily functioning. So that's really um, how I've, I got involved and, and that's where my interests are. I love that. So you really initiated this program specifically with yoga and mindfulness because of what you were seeing within the students that you were working with and the need for that. Exactly. It's really an opportunity to not only reach my individual students that are identified, but to also reach out to the general population to go into the classrooms and um, start teaching those skills. So, Barbara, with what you've shared so far, I'm hearing that this practice of yoga and mindfulness wasn't so much a school initiative, but purely 
uh, a creation of your own based out of just zeroing in on the whole child. Yes, it was. But also our um, superintendent is very much a strong proponent of teaching and um, maintaining social, emotional health and wellness. She, when she came to our district, she really wanted to emphasize those, those, um, uh, wellness and uh, for all the students and for um, the staff. So she built into our schedule about 30 minutes a day. It's the beginning of the day and it allows the teachers to really connect with the students on a more personal level. She's encouraging the um, teachers to allow the kids to come in and not really get right down to work, but really to have an opportunity to talk to one another, to see what's going on in each other's lives, to share how they're feeling that morning. Um, and it's really, I think, been a very important piece for the teachers to get to know the students on that personal level and be much more sensitive to their needs, not only their academic needs, but their emotional needs. That's really lovely. You know, it's that that whole uh, idea of a soft start to the beginning of the day is so Im important when so often the mindset is go, go, go and get it done, get it done. It's got to get taught. It's got to get taught. You know, it's just regardless of what has to get taught and the time constraints that we have, none of it is going to sink into the long-term memory of our children if relationships aren't established first, right? Exactly. Uh, and, and children need that time to kind of ease into the day. There's so much going on at home. Um, there's all these things that they're dealing with. So, And it's also important for them to know that their teacher understands them where they're coming from and meets them where they are. Yeah. And, and, and the reverse, it's important for them to understand that um, teachers also need that time as well, right? To stop and breathe and begin with that soft start as well. Yes, that's a good point. I think the teachers have really enjoyed this, um, not only for their students, but for themselves. Because as you know, we're all dealing with our own things at home. So it's another opportunity for us to connect in that way, more personal way. Yeah, I was going to ask you to elaborate on that. Can you share with us how the students and the staff are responding to this soft start at the beginning of the day? Uh, it's actually been really great. The teachers have really... Um, embraced that opportunity to not jump in directly with the curriculum, but to let the children gather around in a circle, talk about how they're feeling in the morning. They have their checklists where they go up and, and kind of put their, um, where they're feeling, either a happy face or upset or worried or whatever, that sort of thing, or excited. And they uh, go around the room to share how they're feeling and what they're excited about or something that's coming up on the weekend. Um, and it also gives the students an opportunity to see how they're connected, how they have um, similar interests, um, and also to uh, provide support when a uh, classmate is worried about something the other kids will it's amazing actually how children will support one another um without even being prompted to do that mm -hmm. they they just naturally do that when they are given the opportunity yeah um so it's really been great yeah that's beautiful to see mm -hmm. so it's important to know barbara that you teach at a k-8 school is that correct do you go pre, yes. is it pre-k-8 uh, Pre-K through eight. Pre-K through eight. So 
there's a lot of uh, every now and then you'll come across um, some educators that may say, well, that's not going to work for me. My students are too old or that's not going to work for me. My students are too young. But as educators, it's our job to modify for the age levels that we teach. So when we hear a good idea and an idea that's working really well, effectively and efficiently for children, we need to hop right in and say, okay, how can I make this work for the kids that I teach? Because I've taught eighth graders and eighth graders love this type of opportunity to be able to build relationships with their teachers and with their classmates. And even seniors in high school, you know, if we go to the top, the top um, level of our, of our kids in 12th grade, they want to belong. They want to be able to continue to build relationships. So this is not for just our elementary school kids, but it's for every child in our schools. Right. So were there any hiccups along the way when you um, introduced this idea of working with the kids and the yoga and the mindfulness in the classrooms? Um, I have to say there there really wasn't any major hiccups. Um, everyone was very open to having me come into the classrooms. I think they really appreciated having somebody else come in to work with the students. Um, the, the kids were fantastic. They were enthusiastic. They were happy. Every time I would walk in, they were excited and had smiling faces. Um, and it's really been great um, to work with the teachers because I'm not a teacher myself, and I've never been a teacher. So they, working in the classroom with a teacher, sometimes they help to bring it down to the student's level. They make those connections um, for me because sometimes I'm, I'm talking, you know, I'm not connecting as, as well because of the age group. So the teachers really facilitate a lot of times. So that's really been um, really helpful to me. And also, um, I think just very positive for the, t for the students to see that we're working together. That's great. I think that's going to be very encouraging for our listeners to hear. Is there anything that you'd want teachers or administrators to know about the implementation of this practice in their own school? Like, um, what, would, what would it look like in regards to the time period, any necessary resources, or can it even be done without resources? Um, really, I don't think a lot of resources are needed. I basically use the um, mindfulness games, cards, so that's just giving me some ideas for mind mindfulness activities. I've also, I basically use the yoga for classroom cards, and those are just um, cards that have yoga poses and suggestions on it, and I, I stand there and I teach the pose. We exercise, um, you know, go through the exercise of doing the poses, doing the breathing, using our imagination, using just creativity. Um, and I think the more creative and the more fun you have with it, the, the better it is. And as far as uh, follow-up, the teachers can simply just take a few minutes each day to review the pro. Uh, review the poses, and um, encourage the kids to use the breathing exercises. And they can do that in between subjects. They can do that during recess. Um, there's, there's all, or if a child is having a difficult time, that teacher can prompt that child to do those things to help calm the body and the mind. 
Yeah, you know, we talked about those Yoga for Classroom cards in another interview, and I can't say enough about them. Um, Lisa Kelly is the creator of Yoga for Classrooms, and um, she's got a fantastic deck of cards that's color-coded, and not only does it have yoga poses, but it's got standing yoga poses, seated yoga poses, breath work, hygiene, meditation, and I'm a certified yoga teacher, and for me, I love them as a resource because when I've got my teacher hat on and I'm entrenched in a topic or a subject that I'm teaching, it's hard to switch gears and just all of a sudden become a yoga teacher. So for me, I like to set those cards out in advance. I do it the day before or the morning of, and I can just pick that up and not even have to really consider anything but reading what she's written and it's just they're they're so well done i'll make sure that i link those in the show notes on the mm-hmm. uh, shift for wellness website so barbara what's your favorite part of this program altogether well um i have a lot of favorite parts um i really really enjoy the when the students use their imagination to do the poses. Um, like, for example, I've used the, like, a flying bird breath. Yeah. And I encourage the kids, I really kind of build it up before we actually do it. Um, I want them to use their imagination because I think that's not happening as much for children anymore because of, you know, just their their free time is used differently, but, um, so I encourage them to imagine themselves as birds. As we're doing the poses, I am, I ask them to imagine where they're flying to, what it feels like, what are the sensations on their body? What color are they? Where did they fly to? Where did they land? Um, and the children absolutely love that because they get into the whole, um, pose and and the whole imagination and they and it's another opportunity for the students to share so we go around the room and I ask you know all the different questions and and they really get excited about what we're doing and I think that's really important yeah and you know it's another thank you for sharing that because um, you reminded me of some of the ways that I've used it in my own class where we've actually scaffolded in um, grammar, parts of speech, uh, any writing skills or reading skills that we were doing. So we would have fun emphasizing those while we were doing different poses or different um, breathwork techniques too. So it can be done in so many different ways. It's all about just being creative and inventive. Yes, absolutely. Um, And another, uh, I'm excited to tell about the other piece. We always end our sessions with... um, going around the room, hitting a chime, and sharing what they're grateful for. Because I think, again, we're so caught up in every day and all the emotions that go along with our our day, and we forget to pay attention to the little things that can bring us joy, things that we appreciate, um, a friend helping out, or the beautiful sun in the sky, or simple things. And I really think it's important to get children used to paying attention to the little things in their lives so uh and they really do love doing that they love sharing and they surprise me with what they 
what they share. They talk about, you know, how they're grateful for their friends, for their teachers, for their family, for their pets, for nature. Uh, it's really beautiful to hear what children come up with. So yeah. that that is a really special time for me. And then we like to hit the chime and send it out into the universe to send positive energy out there. So they have fun with that. I love that. I love that. Where do you see this program going? Is there room for growth, Barbara? Uh, I think so. I, I think at this point in time, because I have other um, responsibilities in my day, um, this is not the primary focus, I um, only do this with one class a year, but I believe that we could the more we introduce these um, programs and the teachers kind of carry it through, um, they infuse it in their day with just breaking up their day with yoga poses, breathing, other strategies to help um, self-regulate. I, I think this program could really reach all the students eventually. And... Um, I think uh, it'll be a really positive um, change in the school climate. Barbara, if it's okay with you, I'd love to post your contact information on the Shift for Wellness website. So I'll post your email there so that if there's anyone else that's listening that wants to get in touch with you or has any further questions, they can reach out to you. Is that okay? Absolutely. Okay. That's great. So um, anyone listening wants to get in touch with Barbara, you can do that at shiftforwellness.com slash 47. So Barbara, this was such a lovely time speaking with you. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. Thank you for having me. The simple shift share today is focusing on the whole child and not just the academic piece because as Barbara reminds us, children today are dealing with so many emotions. Consider building in that soft start to the day like Superintendent Jennifer Chenetiembo did for her staff and students to allow for the opportunity to talk to one another, to see what's going on in each other's lives, and to share how they're feeling. I would like to thank Superintendent and Principal of the Lafayette Township School District, Jennifer Chenetiempo, for allowing me to highlight her district and for supporting the implementation of best practices in social and emotional learning, in particular yoga and mindfulness. I'd also like to take this opportunity to again thank Barbara McIntyre, school psychologist at the Lafayette Township School District in Sussex County, New Jersey, for making herself available to us during a time that has proven to be very overwhelming to school educators all over the world. Keep the excitement going, folks, and continue to listen in here on other interviews from teachers in Sussex County who share their social and emotional practices in the classroom. To access the resources Barbara shared with us today and to contact Barbara directly, log into the Shift for Wellness website at shiftforwellness.com slash 47. And remember, it's not about being perfect. It's about being easy with the practice. <laughs>